They wore, I'm a retired uh, detective, and they, uh, one time they wired me up and sent me to work undercover as a decoy prostitute. And first guy I walked up to, he looked at me and he goes, well, I'm not into men. <laughs> I just use audio anyway. Oh, well, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I just use audio. I just, yeah. Isn't that cool? Hell yeah. How um, do I sound? You sound fantastic. I had this, well, I have this new mixer. I, I can do all kinds of stuff. But just this just sounds like a lot of people. Yeah, we have a lot of I have a lot of people over here for this for this podcast. I've got I've got my my yummy bodega coffee. It's terrible. <laughs> Why don't you just get a coffee maker? I Okay, so for the last like three months, I've been going to this place that has they have those like big growlers full of uh, cold brew. Yeah, and then I just like mix it at home. Right, I ran, I ran out, and I didn't want to walk the like four miles to the place because it's far. Uh, so I was just like, "Fuck it, I'll get bodega coffee." And I was like, "Oh, I forgot this is terrible." Yeah, it's like gas station coffee. It's just it's so bad. And I and I don't mean like the gas stations like the rest stops on 95. No, it's they the, have good coffee. Yeah, the civil ones. Yeah. <laughs> the one in like a middle of a town. Right. Not the rape rest. The, there's the rape restaurant. I like to call that one. So if 95, I think it is. And it's just this one in Connecticut. And it says rest stop. Oh, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know those. <laughs> no facilities. Oh, great. <laughs> we have a few of those yeah i've slept i've slept in some of those like pull my car in and sleep well they, some of them are cool like if you sleep in the walmart parking lots like in other states that's legit and they let you stay there um i've heard that about walmart yeah and they let you stay there and they won't bother you and stuff but like some of those like the ones that you that I've seen on the highway, like off of like 95, like I went and went, drove down to Key West and everything. Those guys are like normal truck drivers. They're not like the seedy kind that abduct little children in the cab. <laughs> That's still happening. No, I know. But I mean, they wouldn't advertise as much. 
I find that those are probably the seats in the uh, in in the uh, in the bowels of humanity somewhere. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, Pat? How you been? I've I've been um my my therapist calls it a transitionary period. Oh, nice. <laughs> this is what you want to hear, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, I'm doing bad. And she's like, good, good. Yeah. That's where you're supposed to be. And I'm like, fucking great. Awesome. Yeah. Does I it hear get you. better? Yeah, I hear you. No, I know. It was so funny because I was saying that I have a new therapist and we this will be like our fourth visit. Oh, that's early. Yeah. So we're still we're still in the dating. So you're, you're still dropping all the trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, trying like, to shock. Do you try to shock your therapist? I do. Wait, I'm trying to think of what I did last week. I, I said something and she just like didn't even. Uh, oh, I told her I said, uh, I said, oh, yeah, I go. Well, I go. I had to go out to dinner and it wasn't too bad. You no, know, it was pretty good, actually. All right. Well, I smoked some weed and she goes, oh, you smoked some weed before. How'd you feel? And I said, I felt fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and she was good, good. And I'm like, you're not mad. And she's like, no. Why would I be mad? I think that's great. You know, actually, I'm all for that. And I'm like, I like this therapist. I, I wouldn't be able to go to a therapist. Oh, actually, I did have a therapist for a little while who was like, we really need to get you off the weed. And I was like, I really need to get a new therapist. Yeah, no, I know. It's not even it's to me at that point. It's, a, you know, it's one thing if you're not functional or anything. But if you're saying to yourself, hey, it's it's working pretty good. I uh, <clears throat> mine mine. Uh, recently was like have you ever tried mushrooms that's like, amazing yeah i've told you about it she's like oh yeah 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 you oh, should yeah. do more of them yeah that's cool that's cool Be- and, I would, and then i would tell her about them like, yeah this is what i discovered on the mushrooms and she's like cool let's unpack that oh see that's what's really cool because <coughs> the like um yeah, like, like I actually the other day I had to go to the psychiatrist. I had to go to the therapist and then the psychiatrist. Mm. And so I was on my way to the psychiatrist and I had a flat tire. So I turned around and I came back to the mechanic and I called the psychiatrist and we're talking and he and like it's weird because he's like, OK, so you're on 200 milligrams of uh, Zoloft. You've been on that for 15 years and you want more, right? I'm like, Jesus, man, you make it sound like I'm crazy. I, I've oh, every psychiatrist I've ever been to has has tried to medicate me within like minutes. And I'm like, I, I feel like it should take longer. Yeah, yeah. They meet yeah. me and they're like, woof, all right, let's get you on some mood stabilizers. And I'm like, we just started talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he took over from from my other psychiatrist who left a message that said, boop, this is Dr. So-and-so's office and um, we're retiring to find yourself some services. If you're going to kill yourself, call 911, you know, something like that. <laughs> it was 988 now. Well, I would have been dead then. So much oh. for him. He didn't care because he was retiring. I uh, <laughs> they they changed the suicide hotline number on my birthday. And that felt personal. That's really wild, too, that they did that. I think it's better because I could never remember the other one, even though that guy wrote a song about it. Was, uh, I, I don't know. He, he's some hip hop 
One eight hundred, kill yourself. <laughs> that would be amazing if they did get the number to one eight hundred, kill yourself, and then. My favorite of the stories of people who called but didn't get in and that makes them so angry that they're like, yes, oh, fuck you. I'm not going to do it now. I don't think that was the intention, but way to fail your way into success. Yeah, you actually. Oh, wow. Work that worked itself out. That was fun. I called I call. I never I've never called the national one. I did call the army one. I don't know if it's like specifically for suicide, but it's like call this number if you have an army mental problems and I called them and I was like having a moment you know and Mm. I remember distinctly the lady on the other side was like what do you want me to do and it was such a weird thing to be asked yeah yeah and it was so like why are you calling right like (laughs) but I was like kind of like sobered me in that moment where I was like I I don't I don't know I, I thought you'd have answers and they were like no we don't. Woo, mental health in this country. Hell yeah. I actually, you know, I went to a 12-step program for a very long time. And I actually and I told my therapist too. And I stopped and I said, it's not like I want to drink again. I go, but the thing of it is, is that um I just found that a lot of it was they lived in the problem because every week it was the same story. So, you know, it's kind of like, well, and it was a bunch of different meetings, not just one meeting. And and she agreed with me. I go like, just sometimes people don't grow. Like you have to do something, you know, like I don't want to hear like, oh, you should have went to a meeting when I did something really productive. Like, um, I don't know, like a comedy show. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah. Like that kind of stuff. You know, you wouldn't be sober if you didn't have us. I... I don't want to speak too ill of the largest. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. But I, I have definitely uh, stayed away from it in the past um, because it it frustrates me. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to say this like the most diplomatically. Um, I, I'm glad that it helps some people, and yeah. I think for some <laughs> people, you know, if that's what you need, uh, it's better than exactly, the exactly, exactly. I, I don't like that they insinuate that that is the only yeah. way. That's the part that really rubs me the wrong way. I remember um, <laughs> I'm a veteran, so of course I have a DUI. Uh, nice. Um, I blew a 0.08 in Connecticut where the legal limit is 0.08. And the I don't understand a- chemistry. Annoyed but... with me because <laughs> he's like, I... really? You... <laughs> he's like, you, you, uh, it was uh, such a comedy of errors. Um, Wait, wait, got, it was it was was it the thing that it was just above the legal? No, it was the legal limit. So like, yeah, I, I hated just that too. Hit it. Yeah. And the it, guy because so I get the guy pulls me uh, over and I don't I don't tell him I'm a veteran. I don't tell him I have drilled the next day until he puts the handcuffs on me and puts me in the back of the cop car. And I was like, hey, man, I don't want to, like, bother you. But am I going to be able to go to drill in the morning? And he like face palmed. And he's like, dude, why wouldn't you tell me that like before? <laughs> And I was like, oh, I, I don't understand how cops work. I didn't know you were going to, like, let me get away with this. And he was like, I mean, don't say it like that. But and then he was like, yeah, I'm going to Iraq like next week. And I was like, oh, we're like brothers. Way to fuck me on this. And then um, he, like, took his time, you know, to do all yeah. the paperwork to see if the they would come down. And I blew the point away. And he was like, Ugh. <laughs> and then the next day I got to drill 
And my uh, my XO, who's like the second in command, came up to me. He's like, hey, hey, Lawler, real quick, what do I do for a living? And I was like, well, sir, you're a police officer. Like, I sure am. Where am I a police officer? I was like, you're a police officer in the town I got a DUI in last night. He's like, do you think maybe you should have called me while you were getting a DUI in my town last night? And I was like, you know, now that you asked that question of me, that seems like something I should have done. <laughs> I, I, and he's like, you don't, you don't see how you could have gotten away with this. I was like, sir, I see many off ramps now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, after now that we've driven this road, I I've seen the hundreds of off ramps I could have taken. I didn't even like the guy. The cop was it's like, like a strip mall. <laughs> yeah, the cop was like, all right, touch your yeah. finger to your nose, and I was like, bro, I'm drunk. And he was like, Jesus. I was just like, yeah, I've been at the bar, man. We've been at drill. We had been away for two weeks for like drill. And I had just gotten back from my deployment. So I wasn't, I wasn't like playing the game. Right, um, right, right. But anyway, long story short, I had to go to like a DUI. Uh, instead of having to do like a 16 week alcohol retraining, whatever yeah. they make you do. I had to go to like a sleepaway camp. Um, oh, it was cool. like a one weekend. I think celebrities do it. They were really insistent on taking our phones because they were like, sometimes celebrities are here and you're not allowed to talk about it. I think uh, they insinuated Lindsay Lohan had gone there. Oh, I'm sure she did. Um, it was like in Vermont or New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. She probably just, yeah, yeah. She's from Long Island. But uh, it was a horrifically outdated program. Like, you know, I'm a paramedic, so I, I know how the, the shit works. Yeah, yeah, drugs yeah. And such. And they would, they were giving us classes where they were like, marijuana is the same as cocaine. Like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. And they got really mad and they're like, so you think you know more than this, this VHS? I was like, this VHS from 1972? Yes, I think I know more than this VHS. And they were trying to tell us that like heroin and alcohol affected the body the same. Like, oh, fucking don't. Ooh. Like, that's not how that works. No. And um, the big thing that they kept pushing us on was that it's impossible, like abstinence is impossible. Like once you're an alcoholic or once you have even have the inkling of alcoholism, uh, you are like gone. Mm. And it was so ridiculous because everyone in my little group wasn't what you'd call an alcoholic. Yeah, you got you got locked like, up or something like that. One dude was there because he got. Uh, a, a weed possession charge yeah so literally every exercise he was like i'm not an alcoholic and they're like you can't you can't say that he's like i've never drank i'm here because of weed and they're like you need to say you're an alcoholic and he's like i've never drank. yeah 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 and yeah. then one guy was a was a wine sommelier and he's like yeah i sell wine that's my business i have yeah. to go out to these vineyards and i drink with the clients and one day i drank uh, three glasses instead of two. Yeah. I got pulled over and that's why I'm here. I can't stop drinking. It's part of my job. I just have to be sure to get a ride from now on. It's like, and they, were like they were like, you're an alcoholic. And he's like, I really don't think selling wine. That sounds like Scientology. It was. And then at the end, and that's when Tom I realized. Tom Cruise like, was probably there. That's why they didn't want you to take a phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would terrify and then uh, at the end, uh, they brought in AA and they gave us like oh, a yeah. big pitch. And 
I was like, oh, this whole weekend was designed to get me into AA. Yeah. And the guy who they brought was like, oh, my God. It was the most classic. He's like, my name's Ricky. I've been drinking since I was four years old back in 1941. <laughs> I was like, I believe you, Ricky. You look like you've been drinking since yeah. 1941. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the liver the size of a raisin, right? I now, remember right? I got back from the war. I was six years old and I started drinking my dad's moonshine hooch. <laughs> I can't see out of my, my left eye anymore. Like, I bet you can't. I think they, we have, I think we're in a different place. <laughs> they used to have these guys, they used to have these people that were, they were like the gurus, right? And like, I got his tapes. I got Mikey and Bobby's tapes. They're fantastic. I listen to them on the way to work. <laughs> and they keep me sober. And then like, did you like, so I would go to a meeting and and like, it's, you know, some of the people were really cool. Like I, they, you know, they were mad cool and everything. And I yeah, remember they're alcoholics. Yeah. Like the, the really cool ones. So like, cool. yeah, yeah. Like, but like, there was stories. Yeah. The ones that have good stories. Like, so, and like, there was this one guy that he, uh, like, oh, this one meeting, I remember it It was the I got 90 days back meeting because <laughs> everybody relapsed, but they didn't call it that. But you used to go there and this place had meetings all day. And so like one guy worked in a deli, so he'd bring like bagels for for the breakfast. You know, the other guy, he, he worked in the same deli, he, you know, for lunch. He And then the deli went out of business because he had all these alcoholics fucking stealing shit from his bagels, <laughs> you know. Ah. Uh. Oh, um, and I remember where that story was going before I completely forgot. They gave us like a worksheet where they were like, here is the alternative to AA. And it was like a program where they where they would drink in moderation. Yeah. So it was like you'd have one or two drinks and then you'd stop. And the guy who did that program did it for like 20 years. And then after 20 years, he, he relapsed and went back into AA. And they were like, see? See, it yeah, doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't <clears throat> yeah. work. And I was like, well, it worked for 20 years, it sounds like. And they were like, well, and then it didn't. And I was like, I don't know, man. 20 years is a long time yeah, and, to control and, your right. alcohol. And maybe he did, maybe he had to switch it up. Maybe he had to switch it up. And maybe like, by leaving AA. Maybe if he wouldn't have gone to a meeting, he would have stayed sober because he wouldn't have felt like he was going to drink because you all bring everybody down with your stories, man. That's why I can't go. I'm I'm too empathetic. I can't listen to like nine people in a row tell me the worst, most horrifying story of their life, and then just be like, "All right, back back to." The I don't know if it's because yeah. like I was a medic, and it's like my brain is like, "Gotta fix him. Gotta gotta fix him real quick." Yeah, yeah. Or or like some of them, like some of these meetings, they were so ex like and I'm talking exclusive, like they'd be in like really ex exclusive neighborhoods. And like the one lady was complaining that her housekeeper just didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reason to drink. Right. I, You know, and I'm thinking to myself, I do not relate, ma'am. It sounds like one of those things where, where she's attacking the smaller problem because the, the, the real problem is too insurmountable. Exactly. <laughs> or exactly. she doesn't care. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and it, but it's just like, what the fuck were you thinking? I mean, seriously, you know, like by saying that your housekeeper quit, you know, that's why that's actually why she had her two kids at the meeting. Oh, she did. <laughs> I, I definitely, 
was like knocking on the door or I am an alcoholic. I, when I, when I was like first back from the war, I was like any excuse to drink. Oh, yeah. like, oh are we going to the zoo? You know, it would be more fun being drunk at the zoo. Oh, we're going yeah. to a fair. Well, you know, it would be more fun yeah. if, we were, if we were drunk at the fair. Yeah, that's like, amazing. I would yeah. get up and be like, hey, sure, it's 11 a.m., but you know what's the best? Day <laughs> drinking. And then um, a friend of mine was like, hey, man, maybe you should stop. Day drinking. And, and so I just did. And I was like, oh, OK, yeah. You know what it was? I started smoking. And then I was like, I don't really want it. Yeah. Because when I drink, I get a horrible hangover. Yeah, yeah. Now I drink like two or three times a year. I'll have a few beers. And yeah. I'll be like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. There's still that part of my brain that sticks screaming. Like, we got to hoard this. And we got to gotta have more. And we we'll never stop. Yeah. And I just, I go, yeah, okay, let's not feed that. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm like special or, or whatever. I just don't think that um, you have to be an AA. Oh no! Yeah, their their big sell is like we are the only. Yeah, and it's like oof. I don't like that. I like that you're helping people. I don't like that you're telling them that you're the only way. Anytime someone tells me they're the the only solution to a problem, I'm like, I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, that's the. That's exactly. And I I remember I was talking to my therapist about, and I said I, I feel the same way. Like I'm not saying that it's bad for people, but I'm just saying that it, it's not the only way. Like, you know, there was a while where I was like working and doing this, this and that I was doing. So I wasn't drinking, but I was doing something. I was too busy to drink anyway. So well, I don't know. Maybe that's being a little bit more productive. I don't know. Maybe it's you. And then you're going to ostracize me because I don't I didn't go to a meeting to listen about everybody's problems. Because I wanted to if I did, I'd be sitting there going, hey, Sorry, man, but things are really kicking for me, you know? (laughs) Things are actually really great lately. Yeah, no, no sob stories for me. You sound fucked up, though. Still got to go to meetings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, I always, I don't, I don't like when, um, when any, any, uh, the Boy Scouts, I I took umbrage with this then where they're like, you got to believe in God. Oh, yeah, that's the Mm. other thing, too. Yeah. I know that the AA is like you don't have it doesn't have to be the Christian one, but it's like you got to have a higher power. And yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, man. They had an agnostic meeting. They used to have an agnostic meeting in the city. And I'm like, how does that work? I it just, loved it here. It was just very confusing. I went me and my girlfriend at the time we went. I, don't, I think atheists should be allowed to get better. <laughs> Right. And it was just a very it didn't bother me because I was like, hey, listen, I'm just happy that I found an AA meeting to just satisfy my, you know, conscience, Mm. you know, and. uh, But like as me and my girlfriend and I were leaving, I'm like, that's a little messed up because what if they don't believe in God? Like, well, then then the 12 steps only became 11. Oh, 12 steps. It wasn't there. Is there still a bar called the 13th? Step? Yeah, yeah. God, still, that I, is so yeah. hilariously offensive. <laughs> I know. And I think it's, you know, that's actually a, that's Every actually time I walk by. I'm like, wow, that's actually a saying. Um, is it? I, I figured it's from and there was a documentary and I believe the documentary, it was called the 13th step. And I watched it and then it clicked to me. I'm like, oh, OK, they say it's OK, too. 
same thing. They never a lot of them didn't drink, but they didn't like them. Oh, if you don't do this, and you don't do that. Your life's not going to get better. My thing yeah. I, and uh, you know, I've been doing therapy a long time and I notice in myself that it's a lot easier. Oof, I got to be so diplomatic around the way I say this. I hmm, uh, For me and perhaps only me. It's a lot easier to be in a bad place than it oh. is to be working my way out of it. Yeah. So like when my day starts and the littlest thing mm -hmm. is there so often, I'm like, I uh, all day gone. I fuck it. <laughs> and I'll just take that and I'll be like, I'm fucking angry today. And, yeah. and there'll be a little voice like, well, maybe we don't have to. Well, fuck you! Yeah, I'm yeah, the yeah. fucking PTSD. Yeah, this is war. I deserve this, and I'm yeah. just fucking angry. And and I'll just stay there, and I'll stay in that fucking place because it's so. I know that place. It's and I don't. And so I was listening to someone say this. They were like, "If you are constantly putting yourself in that headspace, yeah, you are in somewhat control." Because if you go out in the world and you let the world trigger you, you don't know what's going to happen. But if you trigger yourself, you're in control. And I was like, ooh, fun. Yeah, that is, that's accurate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I sometimes I feel like a lot of these programs aren't getting you past it. They're just giving you a place to spin your wheel. And it's like, I don't want to spin my wheel anymore. I want to be healthy. Well, and you know what? That's probably true. I never went to a rehab like in the in the in the police department. They called it the farm. And um, so, yeah, you had to go to the farm. It's Joey. He went to the farm. Didn't you hear he got his wife called him up? His wife called on him because she came home. He came home and he was drinking and she was sick. So she called the cops. So he's at the farm now. Mikey's at the farm. We got to get another guy for the anti-crime unit because Mikey's at the farm. So we had at the farm and uh, <laughs> or if you did something messed up off duty, like, I don't know, accidentally was stupid enough to bring your gun to a strip club, maybe. And I don't know, maybe it accidentally went off. You go, oh, I was drunk. I need to go to the farm. <laughs> so but a lot of it. So there's glad they locked up the soldiers guns. <laughs> They just weren't allowed to take them places. That stays in the armory. <laughs> no, you can't take that home. Best podcast I ever had. My stomachs are yeah. So yeah. So right, isn't that beautiful? But like, so things like that would happen. So yeah, there'd be the guy that would get the D-way. You know, like we had one guy who was a precinct drunk, and he precinct. would go out. Yes, and I'll never forget this. We used to get paid on Thursdays. Okay. Well, so Te did we. Technically, it was Friday, but you check about why they put paying public servants on Thursdays. But they let it, but they were, it was, it was like cool if the money was in your account or we, at the time you went and you cast your check. You mm. had places, you had the place to go, like the one precinct had the supermarket. You went to the supermarket and you cashed checks. Like you'd be giving it. He was money laundering. The fucking guy was money laundering, paying cops. Here you go. Okay, thank you. you 
I'm like, guys, I was only a rookie. And I'm thinking, how does this guy have all the- my parents owned a business? So I understood that to have cash, you had to have a lot of cash. Like you always had to have singles and fives. I'm thinking, how does this motherfucker have enough money to pay the whole precinct? Cash? Oh, it's a- <laughs> they're money laundering, you know, <clears throat> but like so this one guy, he said, um, I remember they called me up. I was working the FOD, the field operations desk, used to precinct, used to call four five. You holler, we holler. <laughs> so somebody called one of the cops, called me up and they go, listen, because I, I they got off like they they would get off a little bit earlier than I would. I had to wait for the face to face and they go, uh, they call me. Like, you got to come down here. You, Keith, he's been here all day. He's been here since yesterday. Yeah, he spent his whole check here. Oh, God. Yeah. The messed up thing is he lived within the confines of the precinct. So he lived like two blocks away. Like, you stupid shit. Just drop, you know, just go home and then walk. Your wife knows you're alcoholic. He used to stumble in on the late tours and he got sick in the lounge when the late tours were trying to eat their meal. And they were pissed at him. He used to. Uh, I mean, this, I think this just runs rampant, uh, through the whole, uh, blue collar worker. I was trying to think of what you call like firefighters, cops, EMS, all together, nurses, civil servants, civil servants. Cause like when I worked on the ambulance, some days I would come in, I was a, so as a paramedic, I usually had an EMT partner that's how we would do it at our commercial ambulance. Sometimes you have two EMTs together. Uh, but if there's a paramedic, it uh, one of us has to drive. If right, right, right. Two people. Yeah. So it's there's no point of having two paramedics because eventually oh, yeah. one of you is going to become, you know, a driver for and and like some some rigs, some places have two paramedics, one driver, you know. But we didn't do that. That's too expensive. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. come in, and some days, most days, I'm I'm a, I would I would say the P stands for princess because I don't like to drive. Yeah. Um, so I would. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd be in the passenger seat. I'd be like, listen, I went to school. I don't want to drive. And then soon as I'd come in at the EMT, be like, listen, I'm drunk. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. Fucking hell. So I'd have to drive like the early part of the morning because it's like, I mean, I guess I could have, you know, told management, but. Oh, yeah. No, I, we had this. To, who wants to make waves? So no, I'd I know. Be like, Well, you're going to be drunk for like an hour. So I guess just don't talk to any patients. Or, or talk or yeah 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 <clears throat> and soap here you know here's a sometimes i'd give him an iv that's what we, but like, that's I need what we used to sober to, up so here's an iv that's don't, what we don't. used to do we used to flag down the ambulances if we could ask them to sober us up uh, i only the, did, that we once. did that all the time in the in the army we never the thing the thing that is magic and the doctors have access to are these things called banana bags and it's uh an iv with potassium in it oh and wow it, like literally they'll bring a surgeon in and the surgeon will be like shit cocked and they'll be like we need you in surgery now and they'll hang the banana bag and within minutes they are sober because it's all it's just flushing their system and oh wow and you know maybe not five minutes but it's it's fast and it's magic and we didn't always have those but we uh, i have done so many like we need to sober people up IV oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i've done them drunk I never, I've never missed a drunk IV. I've missed a lot of sober ones. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Probably because I've done far more sober ones. Yeah. Sometimes I'd be like, Doc, wake up. 
drunk. Yeah, I know, but you got to get my V's. We got shit to do. I'd be like, I'd be like, it's awesome because I'd be wavering back and forth and they'd be wavering back yeah, and forth yeah, and yeah. it would like link up. It's like synchronicity. I don't know if like riding in the round of uh, around in the back of a bumpy ambulance. I was like, finally, this now the world is as rocky as my ambulance. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny though because um, we like I remember this this one guy too. He the same guy. He showed up day tour, and it was a Sunday, and there's nobody. There was no car, so he had to go out. He had to go out, and <clears throat> the sergeant got pissed because the his the driver parked in front of the precinct for a minute, and he goes, "What are you, an idiot? It's a Sunday, and and he, in the front seat, <laughs> he was parked under a tree somewhere, you know." But like, uh, I remember I worked in Macy's and one of the, one of my coworkers showed up hammered at like 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so I go, just go in the back. I'll take care of it. I'll ring under your numbers for a while. I like as we tell these stories, there's a part of me that's like, man, this is wrong. But at the same time, all I can think is like, oh, man, if only someone would do something to like combat this. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, yes, there's a lot of ownership on the people, but it's like such a systemic problem. Of, oh, yeah. Of like, it's all across the board. You know how many firefighters I worked oh, yeah. with which were like such alcoholics that they would like drink on the job? Or cokeheads. Or, yeah. Oh, oh I. Mm. <laughs> no, yeah, because when our, and now I don't know. About, I don't know about the FDNY. They probably drug test them now. But at the time, they didn't drug test them. You can't you can't drug test for coke. <laughs> uh, I don't, Well, maybe you can, but it, it's in your system for three days. Even the army never bothered because it was so hard to like catch people. They did like weed, uh, opiates, uh, barbiturates and stuff like that. Like the things that stay in your system for like a month. Yeah, yeah. But cocaine, everyone in the army knew you could you could get away with. Okay. Cool. They fucking did. Yeah, yeah. yeah but oh, <clears throat> cocaine is so bad for firefighters because they'll do it and then they'll run into a fucking fire and then their hearts explode. Yeah. Well, that was like there was this basketball player in like the 80s or 90s, Len Bias, and he did coke at a party like the night before. And the next day he played a basketball game. He died of a heart attack. You know, he was a young kid, too. And he was just and it wasn't like he was an addict. He was just he just did it. Yeah. You no, know, most of them are like early 20s and they're and they're in this like high pressure job that does not take care of any of their mental health concerns most paramedics uh have a two-year burnout rate oh i can see that absurd yeah and it's it's because they're not they don't care about our mental health and it's like the only time i would see um mental health be a concern is when somebody lost a kid not like their own kid i mean obviously if they lost their own no kid. no yeah yeah yeah. But yeah. like if somebody had a kid in the back of the ambulance that was like severely hurt usually they'd take that person off the road for like a day but like when my partner got hit by a car uh and killed they had me back to work the next week and wow. i was like i don't i don't know if i'm ready and they're like yeah but you don't have any pto and it's like i don't know man maybe this is it yeah, that is a little messed up. I know what you're saying. Like, we had one guy, he, this guy was like, he was on the job a long time and he was like degenerate. And something happened. He was acting out. That's the only way to call it. You know, he, <laughs> he threw, he like, one time he threw, I had a perp and this was in a precinct. 
And he was sitting there and, oh, the guy used to be the print guy. <clears throat> so if there was a burglary, he would take all the fingerprints. Ah. And so we were like, but he was such a disgusting degenerate, you know, and he always had a wad of cash in his po- pocket. And so we were like, um, yeah, he loves going to the burglaries of, in Throg's neck. You know what I'm saying? Of the young ladies. I need a pair of your panties to sniff. You know, so he he would always have and he'd have the, the highest hit rate, the highest hit rate in the Bronx, meaning he was like that good. Hmm. So I'm in the precinct and I have a collar and it's a burglary. Legit. The guy was climbing out of like a house. And he comes in and the guy was talking. He's like, and he took a weight. We had a weight that was like a five, a two and a half pound weight that would hold the door. Because <laughs> why get a door stop? <laughs> he picked it up and he threw it. And thank God the perp was like, and he missed it. And I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Well, he would give them a, a glass. He'd take the prints and then that perp would be charged with some burglary. That's how he had the clearance rate. Wait, whoa, he was planting. Good Lord. So the cat, so we had this new captain that found out this is when like they started to get computers, you know, and I'm talking about like, you know, the old startup ones like and, and they weren't even the good ones yet. They were like the ones that didn't work, really. And uh, so, you know, the captain came and the captain saw that right away. He was, he was not an idiot. He could figure that out you know and he put he said listen you can't be the prank guy anymore i think it's time you retire and then like he went crazy and they brought him down to psych services he went after one of the civilians and they brought him down to psych services and then like you know he did some fucked up shit with me he took my he took uh i had i had my perp and he was transporting and in the front he had the uh like a, the envelope with his property and that you would give that to central booking. And it was like keys. And my perp was just talking like he was all day. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and this guy, this whack job, he had to drive me down to central booking. And I'm thinking like, bro, either I'm going to get raped or something because he's so sleazy. And the, the cop, not the perp. And he stopped on the middle of the highway and he took the keys and he threw the guy's keys off the Bruckner. What? His livery, his keys, to his livery cab. Jesus. The guy gets the central booking. We get the central booking. Now I'm waiting for my partner to come to bring me dinner because I was hungry. And I'm like, where are you? She goes, there was a traffic jam on the Bruckner. There was the highway inspector and they had the helicopters. They said some guy threw somebody something, something off the bridge. And it was this fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> fucking asshole. He, they, he was dead like a week after reti- he retired. No teeth in his mouth. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, really. And like he's he was a guy from like the 70s. So we're talking big, you know, no morals whatsoever. I feel like a lot of people like it's it's like a house where the where only the, the foundations are left. like everything else inside. Like, when, you know, when like a fire goes through and everything burns except for like the walls, yeah, even the, the walls burn, but like yeah. the, the brick concrete, is still there. Yeah, yeah the yeah, brick's yeah. still there. Yeah, like that's that's so many public servants. And the minute they're like, "All right, you don't have a job anymore," they're like, "Oh, well, you got to just sit at home alone with your thoughts." And it's like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not doing that." 
Like, I don't like any of that. It's like there's uh, like the guy that he would be like they're like yeah there was like so and so he was still putting on his uniform and telling his wife he was going to work. <laughs> yeah, I I a lot of people will find like I knew a lot of dudes after they got out um, from the deployment. Um, they needed that structure, so they would just find somewhat similar yeah yeah like yeah. someone yeah. become cops yeah uh a lot of them joined like biker clubs yeah like, where like we, we put on a uniform and we have meetings and stuff and we ride around on our bikes yeah 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 biker club biker and i always club. thought that was really cute they've got their little magic jacket